Von Hayes. This is Bob Von Hayes. This is Bob Von Hayes. This is Bob Von Hayes. <clears throat> All right, Bob, camera is ready. Uh, how do I look? Can you lower your hair? It's a little out of the frame. Okay. <laughs> How's that? Good. Ready to roll? Let's roll. Okay, roll in five, four, three, two. Chewing gum. It tastes great, but is it safe? This is Bob Von Hayes reporting for Channel 9 Buffalo WZTV News, filling in for the murdered Zach L. Kibaugh, and uh, I'm reporting live from outside of Ronnie LaHoyt's new wigs and gum store in Niagara Falls with a special investigative report. Oh, Bob, stop. What are you doing? Why you turn around? Look at that streak in the sky. What the hell is that? Are you getting this? It's getting brighter. Oh my god, it's going down. It's going to crash right into that building. Wait, Jesus. Let's get out of here. Oh no. No. Oh, look out. You might say that Niagara Falls has been a bit on edge lately on edge or perhaps completely consumed by the fires of abomination and evil. The current state of disaster all seemed to start when the city council, against the advice of the Carnivals and Entertaining Affairs Committee, decided to eliminate all professional daredevils because of their reckless behavior and for using the word devil in their profession. The emergency legislation stated that at least one daredevil a day must be gruesomely sacrificed by either mechanical or mysterious means if caught performing a stunt or doing anything at all. Not only did this threaten the daredevil population to shrink nearly to the size of the Tasmanian devil population, but some locals believe that dishonoring and disemboweling these once proud symbols of Niagara Falls has disrupted the entire equilibrium of the town and set off a string of cosmic calamities, spiraling non-stop towards total ruination. We put used tires in our food, man. To make things worse, the city recently decided to crack down on all the illegal talk houses in the area. Talk houses were anonymously organized underground safe spaces where people can go and say unsafe things. They were sanctuaries for all words taboo, offensive, and downright lewd. And they were providing a much-needed outlet for the anxieties caused by a wickedly chaste governance. Without it, the worst of every person percolates inside, walking time bombs of obscenity. Wherever you were, in a mall, mortuary, clam bake, or baby shower, there was a good chance that someone might spontaneously break out into a St. Vitus dance of potty mouth. And that someone could be you. It was reported that one man impulsively spewed a string of words so foul that he died right on the spot. On top of all this, a drought is drying up all the local water farms. The poorhouse is loaded. There are drugs everywhere, but they're overpriced and crappy. Each citizen is suspicious of the other. Everyone's rolling barefoot. And the mayor of Niagara Falls, an actual beast, whose name cannot be pronounced by any person born a human, living or dead, is on yet another violent killing spree. Local officials are doing their best to trap him and get him back to the office before the budget meeting on Thursday. And yes, 
As is usually the case when a population begins to crack, the town has become increasingly susceptible to all kinds of crazy conspiracy theories, all of which are true. Gum out to everybody, and you could like see everyone chewing on this gum, and all of a sudden, like started getting like hyped up. Yeah, it was super crazy. There's fucking military gum. But none of this seems to be bothering Ace Dog, Daredevil Extraordinaire, who once did a somersault blindfolded. Most daredevils who have survived this time of purging have fled into the forest, but not Ace Dog. He's too focused on preparing for what he believes will be the greatest daredevil stunt of all time. He hasn't told anyone what it is yet, and he doesn't even know what it is himself. He just follows his impulses, driven as if possessed by his DNA. He knows the risks involved, he knows how dangerous it is to be a daredevil in Niagara Falls right now. If the stunt fails, he'll die a spectacular death. If he pulls it off and lives, he'll be arrested and killed. Win or lose, it's death, death, death. But he's hellbent, pulled by forces deep within and beyond himself. Since the day he was born, he's dreamed of having a place in the Daredevil Museum, where all the great daredevils are enshrined in its hall of infamy. And this stunt, he believes, will firmly place him among the elite. Daredevils like Signor Farini, Annie Taylor, Blondini, Bell, the transcended monk of the fall. For the past 40 days, he's been building a spacecraft on the beach. He's making it out of wood so that nobody notices it. 50 feet by 40 feet by 65 feet by 32 feet with 78 feet left over and 20 feet left to go. It has two wings, a crank, a tail, a crank tail, and a bucket with a propeller strong enough to blow out the fires of hell if necessary. No one piece of wood is the same size as any other and it's been tanned on the beach to the color of a dried blood orange peel. Every part of the craft is made of wood, entirely cypress. No screws, no metal, no fuel just wood put together by wooden nails and wooden glue, and it's about to take off on its maiden flight. <laughs> Today is the day, he tells himself. It's time for takeoff. The sun is high. Its rays work with the distant mist of the falls to fill the sky with countless rainbows. These rainbows, he says, are the souls of the many who have lost their lives. No, he stops himself. He doesn't want to be too dramatic right now. And anyway, there's nobody else on the beach, so he's just talking to himself. But he's not alone for long. At the ass end of the beach, a group of haggard ladies and gents staggers past an old thorn apple thicket and shuffles through the sand towards the spaceship. Their feet move swiftly, their arms confidently swing by their sides, but their faces are twisted in fear, and their eyes are bugging out. Why, it's the last batch of surviving daredevils who had taken refuge in them these woods. Why are our feet carrying us out of the forest and onto the beach, uh, they say, as they are helplessly pulled towards Ace's Ark. Ace Dog responds, the spirit of the daredevil inside of you is calling you to this place, this ship, just as it commanded me to build it. 
Then he gets really carried away. The spirit takes over and he starts dancing. He starts singing, swearing and insulting everyone and telling dirty jokes. Cock, coffin, rocket, ridge runner. Once this passes, he lucidly explains what he believes to be true. Use tires and our food, man! That their blood is compelling them to fly away from this place of Armageddon and persecution. To start fresh in a new city or state or even planet. A place where nothing is too safe and everything is a rip-roaring adventure. Riverboat Mike, the Nabisco Kid, Ron McDonald, the Duke of Dare. Dare. Here is the part where they climb in. They sit two by two in the belly of the great ship, as if on a wooden roller coaster. Ace sinks his hand into the soft root center of the navigation disc, and the craft begins to hum, then starts to rise. With a whiplashing swoosh, they are off. The vessel kicks up sand on the shore. It glides along the lake, then floats on the river. Yeah, it's a boat, too. It zips past the whirlpool, then steers itself straight to the foot of the American Falls, where the water smashes into rock. They brace themselves to hit the stream, but at the last second, the ship's nose turns skyward, and the ship shoots straight up the waterfall and into the sky. Onlookers cheer, hurrah and bravo, and give them the finger. This feat alone would have been enough to earn the title of greatest stunt of all time. A wooden spaceship flying up the falls? Shh. But it isn't done yet. The spacecraft begins to spin, corkscrew, jackknife, turtleneck, and T-bone spiraling out of control. It's headed right towards a dilapidated concrete building. Ace Dog, he recognizes it. He's about to crash into the Daredevil Museum. Ace and the passengers close their eyes and hope for another miracle, but not this time. The plane spaceboat ship slams right into the side of the building. There's a ripping sound of impact, then a thunderous explosion. As he had always dreamed, Ace Dog now has a permanent place in the Daredevil Museum. There are screams and sirens. Everyone is just running in circles, unsure if they want to check out a gruesome accident or run away from it. Suddenly, the ground begins to quake. Dark clouds form instantly overhead. From the center of the fiery site of the crash, a massive spring erupts from the earth, throwing water miles into the sky. Wait, it's not water. It's blood. A gushing geyser of blood is shooting straight up from the daredevil's hole. It collects in the storm clouds, is pushed along by winds, and the blood begins to fall in mighty torrents from the sky. A dark red rain covers the entire city, filling rivers, surging toward the great national cataract. The falls of Niagara is now a waterfall of blood rushing over the brink. The city is flooded with blood, blood flooded, blooded. The blood water flows through the streets, the hills, the parking lots. Everything in its path is picked up and carried in rapids until flushed over the mighty falls, sinking down below where the thunder gods live. All is cleansed in a baptism of daredevil blood. The flood continued for hours until it was all eventually dumped over the brink, finding outlet in the great expanse of Lake Ontario. Whatever bits of blood that remained in the city 
were quickly lapped up by its bloodthirsty mayor. There's an old saying in Niagara Falls, never defecate in the same bed you sleep in. For some reason, I think that applies here. By morning, the water was clear again. So too were the skies. Everything just felt right again. A sense of normalcy returned. The mayor was back behind his desk in his human form. Fully engorged on the blood of daredevils, he could get back to work with his senses regained. His first order of business was to lift the daredevil ban. A bronze monument was ordered to be erected on the site of the wreck, memorializing the greatest daredevil of all time, A.C.E. to the D.O.W.G. A few government-funded talk houses opened up too, just in case the need for them ever arises again. In their rooms, the children of daredevils, like the kid of the Nabisco Kid or the daughter of the Stoke Brothers, are working on the logistics of their very first stunts and sketches for improved barrel concepts, flight machines, and gas-electric hybrid giant rubber balls with compressed oxygen-filled air sacs and a place to plug in your phone. They are bending towards the light of their destiny as the new generation of Niagara's daredevils. The flood water has receded, yet the bloodline remains. When will this city learn not to starve its beasts, not to banish its devils? Without the bad words, beasts and devils, all that's left is the desire to eliminate them, even when they aren't there. And that's far worse than the devils themselves. And so the cycle begins again, one that flows between order and chaos, nobody quite knowing which is which.